Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Lock it in with Cam Rogers is presented by betonline.ag. Your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. <laughs> This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Believe Me. I'm Casey Hudson, filling in for Cam Rogers, joined by Brandon Lang and Clay Harbor. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. I hope everyone is having a great holiday week, and I figured what better time to discuss or kind of get ahead of ourselves here and discuss some NFL futures award styles. But before we get into the awards and the best positions and playmakers out there, I think Brandon Lang has something to say, uh, some NBA talk really quickly. What do you got for us, Brandon? Well, you know, I'm always known for stories and how stuff in my life interconnects with crazy stuff. And people sit back and say, how? How, how does he tie into something? And so my, my great friend, Lee Strother, whose son, Julian Strother, played at Gonzaga. And if you know the story, mother dies of breast cancer when Julian's five. Lee raises Julian and two, two sisters older than, than Julian. One plays at UNLV, now coaching at UNLV. Did a lot of help from family and friends, but Juju really was the was the shining star. And I told Lee all along, first of all, I said he was going to score 40 the night he scored 40 against Portland, called it in the first half. And I told Lee he will go in the first round. Lee's like, no way. They got him projected mid-second, late second. I said, Lee, he's going in the first round to somebody. And sure enough, Julian gets pecked not only by somebody, but the world champion Denver Nuggets. So it's just everything fell into place. And, and I cried because not for Julian – but for Lee, knowing Lee as well as I do, and everything he sacrificed, not like they got a lot of money. I mean, he he struggled a lot with these three kids by himself, losing the mom when Julian was five. It's an incredible story that I guarantee it comes to light if Julian has the kind of successful NBA career. I think he's I think he's going to be a perfect fit for Denver. And as far as the number one draft pick, Victor Wee Banana, there's an Instagram video of this guy shooting. He misses like 15 shots in a row. 15 shots in a row. If you're the number one pick in the NBA draft, 
and you're shooting for the media, you can't miss 15 shots in a row. Gonna be we fair. talking about practice. We talking about practice. <laughs> not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. I get it, AI. I feel you, dog. I feel you, dog. But it's a pretty funny video if you see it. So looking forward to see what that kid does this year. So in other words, he should not have been the number one draft pick is what you're telling all of us right now. No, I don't think he should have been. He's a bust. He missed some shot shooting for the for the media. We've been yelling. He's a bust. You know, the guy missed five shots shooting for the media. Brandon Lane called it. Dude. It's over. His career is already over. Dude. He's seven four and weighs eighty eight pounds. I don't know how he's going to do against Jokic. Oh my gosh, it's another Taco Fall situation. But <laughs> as Wayne Gretzky says, you miss one hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. But more importantly, gentlemen, we need to talk about playmakers. Let's go. And as I mentioned at the top of this segment, we're going to talk some NFL futures. We're going to get ahead of ourselves here. And what better place to start than where championships happen with teams' defenses, right? So let's talk about mm. the defensive player of the year. After this upcoming season, Nick Bosa just won it after he led the NFL with his 18 and a half sacks. Brandon, I'll toss it to you first between TJ Watt plus 600, Parsons plus 650, Miles Garrett plus 750, Bosa again plus 900, or Ahmed Gardner plus 1400. Uh, who are you taking for defensive player of the year? Get ahead of yourself. You, know, you, you just, it's hard to do it back to back years. It, it just is. And that, that Niner defense is so good. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going with T.J. Watt. I think Pittsburgh defensively is going to be fantastic. I think Pittsburgh is going to be better than people think, but their defense is going to be filthy. He got injured last year, missed a couple of games. If he stays healthy, we talked about it on the show last week of so-and-so staying healthy. This team's going to do this. Team's going to do that. But at plus 600, he stays healthy and plays all 17 games I will go on the mat and say he wins Defensive Player of the Year. Clay, what you got? You know, I'm going Miles Garrett. I think I told Brandon this story already, but I remember it's my eighth year. It's a it's the it's a preseason game, third game, th- third preseason game. We used to play only the first half. Miles Garrett signed up across from me. I go to just do a normal block on this guy. I I fire and hit him, break my wrist. This guy is is big. He's fast. He's athletic. He can do everything. To me, he's a guy that once he puts it all together, he's going to have a better team around him this year. Quarterback situations figured out this year. I think it's going to help everybody around him. The team's better. I think Miles Garrett is a is some good value at plus seven fifty to win Defensive Player of the Year. You know, I it's hard to go against him after finding out that he broke your wrist, but I have to kind of lean with Brendan on this one because. TJ Watt is like the lion's heart of Pitt's defense. As soon as he's out of the lineup, their percentage just tanks. Like he, he's the functionality of their entire defense. He's their identity. And when you're that big of a Trojan horse, it's just hard to think that you're not going to come out on top. If you can stay healthy being the key thing there, but that brings us over to. Hold on. I just want to go back to something real quick. Clay, okay. take, take me through this. <laughs> you're ripped. You're shredded. You're a big boy. Yeah. A just muscle machine. Yeah. How do you break your wrist? Miles well, Miles Garrett's also, you know, I'm 6'4, 250. Miles Garrett's 6'6, 280 pounds. And he, the guy's just, just massive and freak accent. You got that guy running at you, and he's a rookie at this point. We're going back to his rookie season. I go, who's this rookie out there? I don't even know who this guy is. Go out to block him. 
break my wrist. I stayed in the game, though, Brandon. You'd be impressed with me. I stayed in the game. I tried my best. But, you know, I'm like, yo, I got to come out. This stuff hurts too bad. My old tight end coach, Dan Campbell, gave me a little bit of uh, you know, gave me a little yeah. shit for coming out because he's, you know, the old school type football player. I think we're going to talk about Dan Campbell later in the later in the segment. But, yeah, he's just a big boy, big freak athlete, man. It happens. And I'll tell you this, that just goes to show you that at the NFL level, when you hear about these freak accidents, it just goes to show you how violent the league really is and how big and strong these guys are. I've said this a million times. I am shocked. More guys don't get hurt in the NFL with as physical as it is now. Agreed. But if they keep adding a lot of fluff laws, we don't know what we'll be watching in the next couple of years, guys. Uh, But you teed that up perfectly, Clay. Rookies. So let's talk defensive rookie of the year, who we think. The draft was a quite stellar when it came to defensive guys. You got Bama's Will Anderson, who made history, raking second in Bama's career program for sacks. 34 and a half sacks is just insanity. Clay, get us started. Will Anderson, plus 300. Jalen Carter, plus 700. Wilson, plus 750. Devin Witherspoon, plus 900. Or Nolan Smith at a plus 1100. You know, I like Jalen Carter here. I I think he's in a perfect situation with Philadelphia. He's coming into a veteran defensive line group. You got Brandon Graham, a guy who's going is so mature. Brandon Graham, we were drafted in Philadelphia in the same draft class. He's old, old. Okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Had 11 sacks last year. Fletcher Cox, a year after me, was drafted. Mississippi State, SEC guy. He's already got some. I mean, these are the, the Philadelphia Bulldogs. He's got a lot of teammates there. Obviously, you keep him straight off the field. Make sure that he's in line. This guy's got unlimited ability. They lost Javon Hargrave. So there is a big spot open for a three technique that can do some damage. Hargrave's had 11 sacks last year. Guess who's coming into that spot right now? Jalen Carter. He might have more sacks than Hargrave did. That's how good he is. So I think Jalen Carter is my pick for the rookie of the year just because he's literally moving into the slot. You saw Javon Hargrave have an all-pro year at last year, and you still got all these players, Son Reddick on the defensive line. You got Brandon Graham defensive line, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett. You got a huge defensive line, Nolan Smith on there too. You're only going to be able to double – you're not going to be able to double-team everybody. I like Brandon, where are you at with this one? You didn't even name the rookie who was injured all year from Georgia last year who hardly played. Jordan that's, Davis. That's going to be on that D-line as well. Yeah. And with yeah. Davis and Carter reuniting as teammates – I just don't think there's enough food on the table for the two boys to get fed. Run stuff for pass rusher. It's Will Anderson, easy money, all the way. He's a beast, showed me everything I needed to know when he decided to play in the bowl game, when he could have said, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. It's his to lose. He's going to stay healthy. Love him at that value number. Will Anderson will be your defensive player of the year. All right, don't forget we clip this so that people can track back and see what you said. So make sure you actually love what you're saying. But I believe you guys, and I love both of those opinions, to be honest. Um, I just think Will Anderson's a freak, but I don't always like taking the obvious option there. But when it comes to obvious, you want to see the standout players on offense. We like to talk about quarterbacks more than we talk about anybody else. Last year, Offensive Player of the Year went to Justin Jefferson because why not? He completely ran the entire team for the Vikings. He was all reliable as a rookie, as a young guy. Uh, after conquering a tall task for them, picking up 128 receptions, over 1,800 yards, and eight touchdowns. Brandon, 
start us off. Who are you taking? Patrick Mahomes at a plus 450. Justin Jefferson again at a plus 650. Joe Burrow, who's been left out of a lot of great conversations at a plus 750. Jamar Chase at a plus 800. Or Nick Chubb at a plus 800. Now, when it comes to Chase, remember, he's going to have a different kind of chip on his shoulder after Travis Kelsey told him to shut his mouth. Where are you at? Mm. <laughs> I've learned mm. I lost a lot of money. Going against you can't Mahomes. start off that way, Brandon. <laughs> I just have to be honest because it, it leads into the fact that one guy has cost me a lot of money because I've gone against him. He's cost me money a few times when I went with him. So I don't have a very good track record with Mahomes. But at wow. the end of the day, until somebody shows me that he can't do it, I'm sorry. I just, I can't, I, it's like they get home field advantage every year, but no look passes until somebody shows me that they can take him down. I got to take the plus number. I just have to. <laughs> How do you feel about Patrick Mahomes and company, Clay? I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a coach that drafted me. Obviously, he's a smart guy, Brandon. He knows what he's doing. But here's the deal. Who's Patrick Mahomes throwing to? He's basically throwing a Brandon out there oh, this year. Darius, Tony, Sky, Moore, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Rashi, Rice. Like, who are these guys? I don't know who he's throwing the ball to. Obviously, he's got Travis Kelsey. Hopefully, Travis Kelsey stays healthy. Greatest tight end in NFL history. I will take that to the bank. You know, as a tight end, I love this guy's game. But Joe Burrow, you, you watch that NFC Championship game? He should have won. They should have yeah. won that game was in the bag. Joe Burrow. I'll take the guy throwing to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Irv Smith over the guys that, that is just as good, maybe a touch under Patrick Mahomes. But I'll take him throwing to those weapons over Patrick Mahomes this year and a guy that's got a chip on his shoulder knowing he should have won that game. Patrick Mahomes is coming in. You know, he's, he's high up the hog. They just won the Super Bowl. His wife's getting getting called out by PETA for hanging out with a dolphin if you're on Twitter today. So, you know, a lot of stuff going on over there. So I'm taking Joe Bro, Joe Burrow this year. I love that, Clay. Actually, as of a couple hours ago, it's if you're on Threads. If nobody knows about that one yet, Threads is the new Twitter. Just came as out everyone. Today. Yeah. And people are just going berserk on it. But love that you mentioned that. Uh, I'm going to go split decision here. I think that you said it, Clay, when you have a chip on your shoulder that just racks up a high total there. And I think Jamar Chase is going to have something to prove because who wants to be called out by Travis Kelsey? Nobody. Nobody in this league in this day and time. Now, that takes us over to that rookie conversation again. Uh, I got high hopes for C.J. Stroud. Texans were 3-13 and and 0-7 and at home. So with that kind of embarrassment, I kind of go with the thing of they have nothing to lose at this point. Stroud is quick. He's efficient. He's mobile at 6'3 and 214 pounds. But it's all about you guys' opinion. I'll start with you, Clay Robinson at plus 275, Bryce Young plus 400, Anthony Richardson, which everybody loves, plus 550, CJ Stroud, my vote plus 900, or Gibbs at plus 900. I love Bajan Robinson, but I don't think there's a lot of value there. Um, Bryce Young, I think, has a good opportunity. He's Carolina is a team. You bring in Adam Thielen, he's got a veteran, veteran receiver there. He's got, you know, some guys that can, that can help him out there. But my pick is Jameer Gibbs. I think with the Detroit Lions, what he's going to be able to do with Jared Goff, him and David Montgomery, he's going to get the bulk of the carries. Montgomery's with the Bears last year. Swift's gone. I think you have this – when you bring back these receivers, when you, when you get Williamson back, when, when you're throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown, I think this offense 
is huge. And they brought him there for a reason. This guy can catch and he can run. He's, he's going to do some things that we haven't seen. He's a, he's a Travis Etienne type back. He's an Al, Alvin Kamara type back. Dan Campbell took him in the first round for a reason. He's going to get a ton of touches at plus 900. I think there's great value. The Detroit Lions are probably going to win the NFC North this year. I think he's great value at the running back for the offensive rookie of the year. Where are you going, Brandon? I see the thought process going here. <laughs> you can bet your children's unborn children's children on Bryce Young. Carolina was so much better than people think. The game that P.J. Walker had that he came off the bench was unbelievable, just showcasing weapons that nobody ever heard about. Rock-solid yeah. offensive line. They've named him the starter. I think he's going to step right in. The offense is going to be built around him. He's got a great coach in Frank Reich. I'm telling you right now, Carolina is going to be a surprise, and Bryce Young is not going to miss a beat, and he is going to run away with it. It's not even – Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Terrence Marshall Jr., Hayden Hurst. Love them. Love them. Love them. This is a second-rate receiving group. Your phone's going to ring next couple of weeks. Clay, <laughs> they lost back. DJ Moore out. to the Bears. Help us out. They bro. really got a number one receiver. <laughs> I will it. say, I, unfor- I unfortunately had punishable front row seats to see what the Panthers could actually do in the NFC South. And between the run game that they just established at some point, killing teams in the second half of the season, that was the most miserable thing to watch if you're not a Panthers fan. But the revamp of the coaching staff, the veteran presence that's going to come in and help these guys, I think you both are very much onto something when it comes to the Panthers. I just personally can't say it because it's disrespectful to the team that I cover. So I'm going to stick with Stroud. But Let's talk about some comeback player action. We all saw uh, a very, very scary thing last season um, that registered a lot of emotions out of fans and even non-football fans across the world. Uh, So, of course, in that first spot at a minus 500, you got DeMar Hamlin. Um, After that, you got Russell Wilson, who we saw make a big move leaving the Broncos or joining the Broncos, excuse me, after leaving the Seahawks when he tried for dear life to stay with the Seahawks. But there was a lot of tension there. Sam Darnold. At plus 100, you've got John plus 1,600. Lamar Jackson can't stay healthy at a plus 2,200. Matthew Stafford plus 2,500. Brandon, where are you leaning with comeback player of the year? First of all, the whole Hamlin situation cost the Cincinnati Bengals home field advantage through the NFL playoffs and probably the Super Bowl because they were about to break out a can of whoop-ass on on Buffalo that night. They're already up 10 nothing, about to go up 17 nothing, and it all happened. So that that, to me, was – Something nobody talked about. Um, your comeback player of the year award is easy. Let Russ cook. I believe in Sean Payton. Um, I believe a lot of Russ's digression was their head coach, who shouldn't have been a head coach. First game of the year, Monday night, we all watched it. It was a debauchery of epic proportions. They're inside the five-yard line, I think, four times in the game. Came away with, like, three field goals, fumbled twice, threw an interception. He should have been fired then. Now, Sean Payton coming in. Russ is motivated. I think Russell bet your children's unborn children, children. Russ is gonna the brother gonna cook and the brother gonna cook good. Get all over Russ cooking up and down. Clay, are you cooking with Russ? I actually like the Russell Wilson pick because, I mean, this guy's been in the league too long. He's a veteran. You got Mike McGlinchey. Uh, you got Cameron Sutton. You got some receivers to throw the ball to. You, you've really put together that offensive line with McGlinchey signing. Sean Payton, another old coach of mine. 
I think that's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good setup this year for Russ to come back, but for argument's sake, my old quarterback, Matthew Stafford, I think he's going to have a comeback year down year last year, obviously the injuries come back with Cooper cup healthy. I think he's going to have a big year. People are counting him out. They, They forget how good he was. This guy two years ago was a super bowl champion. He was in the conversation. He beat Tom Brady in the playoffs when when the Bucs were actually talking about Russ was cooking. Tom was still cooking. You know, so I think that Matthew Stafford is a guy that people are forgetting about. And I think he can win the comeback player of the year. Him and Cooper Cup are going to have a huge year and show the league that they're not washed, that there is still some tread on those tires. See, I like the Matthew Stafford pick, and that's where I was initially leaning because he does not get enough respect or credit, especially for the run that he made with the Rams. Everybody talked about when Brady didn't but everybody disrespected when Stafford did it. So I think he deserves more respect. But if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy, a guy that was asking for such a fat contract, he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders heading into the season, as well as a lot to prove. But speaking of a lot to prove, let's talk coaches. Clay, you mentioned one of the top guys worth talking about. Uh, There was an interesting coaching carousel or musical chairs that went down last season. So you got, of course, Sean Payton at plus 900, Arthur Smith plus 1,000, LaFleur plus 1,100, Dennis Allen plus 1,200, Mike McDaniel 1,400, Dan Campbell, love the guy, plus 1,600, and then Shanahan plus 1,600 as well. Where do you lean with this one, Clay? I love Dan Campbell. And um, when, I was, when I was with the Saints and he was my tight end coach, I learned more, than him, more with him in one year than I did probably the rest of my career combined. This is just a guy that you want to play for. Obviously, everybody got a little inside peek at how he operates on hard knocks, bite people's kneecaps. We're going to fight. We're going to claw. He's just an old school, good coach, knows his stuff, takes care of his players, goes to bat for his players. And with this roster that they've put together in Detroit, I think he's in a perfect position to come back and win the NFC North. The, The North is so weak this year. He wins the North. Good roster. Perfect position, Dan Campbell, coach of the year, Brandon. I agree with you. And, and, and the travesty was when Detroit went to Carolina late in the year, they win that game. They make the playoffs. Yeah, because they beat Green Bay yeah. last week, and they couldn't stop the run. And Carolina ran for 2,479 yards in that game, and, and Detroit couldn't stop them. And that cost them. They won their next two games, but that – cost them the playoffs and Dan Campbell if they beat Carolina from their start and where they were at and they make the playoffs he's your coach of the year last year and with with in his system and where they're going I think Detroit's going to be one of the surprise teams in the FC we've talked about it on earlier shows I think Detroit is filthy I think they are loaded I think they're going to win the north I think they're going to make the playoffs and if they make the playoffs Dan Campbell's your coach of the year and I believe they do Oh, so we're all in favor of Dan, but you mentioned something, a surprising team in the start last segment. We'll make it quick, guys. Which of these teams that did not make playoffs last season are more likely to make playoffs this season? you got the Broncos at a plus 160. You've got the Bears plus 160. you got the Rams plus 300. you got Colts plus 325 and Raiders plus 350. Brandon, who's your team? It's funny. It can't be the Raiders. They're over under win total. I think it's five and a half, six. I, mean, I, I said the mortal lock is over. Um, I believe it's going to be Denver. I think Sean Payton makes that big a difference. Their defense is filthy. Their offense was atrocious. I think Denver's a surprise team that gets a wild card. So I like Denver. I think Russ is going to cook. Clay, where do you lean? 
about Bears. I think you got to go with the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, I mean, this guy, you saw what he did the second half of last year. He can play. You got him a number one receiver in DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney's going to be healthy. You got Chase Claypool on the team for an entire year. You just signed Dante Foreman. You, you, just, you just drafted um, a solid running back in Roshan Johnson from Texas. Darnell Wright, first round, okay? You brought in Nate Davis. That offensive line is much better defensively. Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards. You've really kind of changed this team in one year with all that money in free agent and the first overall draft pick. I think the Bears can surprise a lot of people and hit a wild card this year and shock the world. Justin Fields is going to have a bounce back year. He's going to show everybody why the Bears did not take Brandon's boy, Bryce Young, with the first pick in the draft. See, I'm torn here because the Bears switched up and got younger guys on their secondary. They changed the coverages out there and give them another year of chemistry and familiarity, and they're going to be a dangerous secondary to face. But the Broncos were so underestimated in a couple of ways. Their passing yards were up there with the Bengals, Bills, Dolphins, Bucks, and Eagles with over 4,000 collectively as a team. So I'm torn between the Broncos and the Bears. I think you both made a great case on that one, so I don't need to. But that'll be it for us here on Believe Me Tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Brandon and Clay. I'm in for Cam Rogers, as you guys know. Be sure to follow us over at Believe Network. That's B-L-E-A-V Network on Twitter, maybe even threads. Who knows? Because it is the new Twitter. And I wish you all best of luck with your best bets and odds. And until next time, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.